Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, guys? How do you like that? Little uh, little new intro for the Always Race Day podcast. I'm Connor Ferguson here with Caleb Sloha and Noah Nelson. I'll br- well, I could bring you guys in now. Um, bang! There we oh, go. Cool. Uh, Real quick before we get started, I was I was gonna do the ad, but it was it was like you guys were just staring at me, so I felt awkward. Uh, no, but uh, real quick before we go, thanks to the uh, Carl Auto Group uh, for being the presenting sponsor here. Appreciate them for allowing us to do what we do uh, year round, and uh, excited for you know new things to come this year. And uh, one of those new things kicked off today with uh, Chris and Geo's. Uh, show selzy says uh geo selzy world of outlaws uh sprint car driver um obviously the show is going to be talking about the daytona duels but uh go give it a listen each of those guys are fantastic uh fantastic on the mic fantastic to listen to um and a lot of uh, a lot of cool information coming out in that show a little bit about uh world of outlaws and high limit this year too i know that that's been kind of the attention grabbing story of the off season for uh dirt track fans so if you like dirt go listen to that if you don't i still encourage you to um yeah again i i know i promised a funny carl auto group ad it's not the same without damon here damon damon plays the character of the other side of the dorky ad really well i will say if it tells you anything um just between us in the past week there's been two carl auto spottings Oh, uh, this is this is no. Th- I, we will tell this story. Um, was it Noah? Was it Noah or Josh? So okay, so uh, Caleb and Caleb, Josh, and Noah came in and, and wanted to help us out and do help us do what we do. They don't get paid. Um, they're awesome people. Seriously, I I can't figure out this reverse camera with my hats. I cannot. But anyway, uh, no, the, the trio of them have been friends. They were, they were friends. They all came together. They were a package deal. Caleb would not work for me unless I hired the other two. And we don't pay them, so I, I was like, okay, whatever. Uh, but no, they're, they're all rock stars, and I love them. I, Noah lives in Tulsa. 
No, Josh no, has lived in Tulsa, but <laughs> you're from, you live in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. Yeah, yeah it's just, Oklahoma City. Yeah, there you go. Um, no, so I would figure that Josh, or I would figure Noah would be being from Oklahoma would be the guy that hadn't seen a Carl Auto Group car or a Carl Chevrolet. And Josh puts in the group chat, shocked as hell that he saw one on the street. To be fair, he lives, God, what would it be, like three and a half hours away? So the likelihood is is a lot less. But, uh, yeah, it was it was still kind of kind of funny. And then I was actually at a client um, over kind of in that area and saw one. So I had to give Josh some crap. Yeah, well, he, he, he was we need to see more of them. I guess he hadn't seen one before. And I, I'm just shocked because you see him everywhere. Me and Caleb were like, what's he talking about? Is this is this what I think I'm reading? And no, it was it was great. Anyways, uh Daytona duels, man. I I know we I hate to see Rex like we saw. We're going to talk about that. We're gonna digest both duels. Um I can't remember especially in this era with the charter system where you're, you know, 40 cars make the race, maybe two go home, maybe three. I think the most I've seen is three in, in kind of this era, I guess. Um, but talk about two of the best, like down to the wire finishes between the open cars. That was absolutely insane. I was pleasantly surprised with how, how well those races panned out. Yeah, for me, that's the story of the night is just uh, the underdogs, uh, Yaley and Duel 1, McLeod and Duel 2, duking it out against teams that are they're punching far above their weight class with Yaley going up against, you know, seven time champion Jimmy Johnson and McLeod in a completely unsponsored Chevrolet with no manufacturer backing at all. Like he's, he's got nine full-time employees between his cup and Xfinity program. And he just about beat the team that's starting on the front row of the Daytona 500. And he ran in the top five for a while. So that's the story of the night for me. I love it as well. I think that we need more of that in the duels because I mean, I'm a traditionalist. I, I miss speed weeks. I think that, stories like what we had tonight help up help build the hype of the event and they add to the mystique of the event and the prestige of even making it into the event and so i love seeing everybody compete and have a chance right down to the very end can we talk about how the no practice thing is like the only thing wrong with speed weeks no practice is stupid no practice is very it's insane it's insane to me this is your biggest race of the IndyCar practices for a fucking month for the Indy 500. And it, I mean, that's kind of been trimmed down to two weeks or so there, but every rookie comes in, they do extra stuff. Like they practice the hell out of those cars. I used to sit in class that whole week and watch every Indy 500 practice. Like how in the world for the Daytona 500, do you not have practice trimming costs? Fine. That's cool. It's a crown jewel. Treat it like one. Treat you have to like that. You Treat have to prop the race. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll stop talking over you. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You have to prop the important events up on a pedestal if you want them to feel important. And 
NASCAR for some reason just doesn't really enjoy doing that. Hey, 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 with the trimming of the practice, you get NASCAR guys going to run dirt, going to run other series, other forms of racing. It it helps those series and and also looks really good on those drivers because you're going to go try some stuff out and who doesn't love someone that loves to drive race cars drive different that's why kyle larson's fan base is so large right um i i love that aspect of it we can handle a little bit of practice like five races of the year guys uh, come on i mean like we we have cars qualifying that haven't been shook down Connor Daly was going 180 miles per hour in a car that was bouncing like an El Camino in the streets of, uh, I, I don't know, city in California where that happens. What am I trying to yeah. talk about? Uh, how we need to treat the crowd. No, like, no, 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 no. Like R- Ramon from cars. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Rings. No, not. No, I don't know the type of car that bounces with the oh. suspension like that. Oh, geez. I have no clue what the manufacturer is. Then I was just going to say Compton. But then I'm like, I'm probably probably just thinking of that movie. And I'm probably like way off on my pop culture reference. So, oh my God. Yeah, I just try to hit a home run. I have no clue. I have no clue what it is. You guys know who I'm talking about now. Um, But yeah, that was was what the car looked like when Connor Daly took the track last year for practice. So, uh, like, or for qualifying. But. What's it hurt to have a practice in the Wednesday afternoon? Absolutely nothing. Everyone's there already. It, it, it keeps things like what happened to Grala in his qualifying run from happening during qualifying. Because if Grala had gotten out there and run two laps in practice for his qualifying run and then broke, he could have qualified with a car that was, you know, mechanically sound. Yeah, and yeah, you're that's absolutely. not the first time that something like that has happened where there's been no practice and then immediately the second a car hits the track, it, it ends up, you know, in some sort of a disaster. I mean, McDowell had an issue at Talladega last year. And so that's why I'm a proponent for practice everywhere for more reasons than just that. But that's a big one. Um, I also feel like your fans travel. They spend a lot of money. Let them see cars on track. Like, yeah, I know practice, big deal. You know, who? Not everybody's going to watch. I don't practice, want practice everywhere. For that, I don't want practice everywhere for that same reason that it prevented guys from going to race other places. You remember when Kyle Busch used to go and race like trucks? Like he'd he'd go race a different track that cup than that cup was at. Yeah, and he'd, he'd fly from like Bristol to Pocono, like back and forth three times through the weekend. We don't need guys doing that. There's no fucking reason for that. Well, no that's that's completely that feels like a completely separate thing to to a certain extent too. Yeah, it, well, it is, but he, the only reason he was at one place on Friday and not the other was because they had a practice session. And then even even if you let them skip the practice session, then there's the favoritism accusations, or the fans are like, "Well, if my guy was practicing, man, I screwed that up. If my guy was practicing." in the stock car then and not racing a dirt car then maybe he would have won the race and it's like no that's not really how it works but okay um i don't know i we don't need it for every single race um but definitely for the 500 like without question you guys yeah, want to hop the, five, the 500 
instead of being like s speed four and a half days it, it, yeah at least at least let it let it have something going on man dude there's there's so much racing in florida for speed weeks it's just not in daytona yeah that's it that's, you're just not seeing the i mean it's been four weeks of just every series that runs races starts their year in florida why wouldn't they i mean florida no what, what i'm trying to say is speed weeks, yeah. speed weeks is alive and vibrant people just want more nascar and they don't want to go actually actually watch i'm not saying real racing they don't want to actually go outside their boundaries and watch some other cars that's it and i don't i don't i still don't think we should take the clash back the fact that we had a wreck tonight that large surprised me yeah that was something we typically so, do see though like where one duel is pretty clean and one duel usually has quite a bit of attrition well, you're so. you're the fucking i've cussed too many times on the show already you're the you're the plate racing is too dangerous and too damaging to the car it i'm not trying to say it's not dangerous racing is dangerous uh but yeah like i remember more boring duels than great ones the best aspect what what with it god i'm stuttering like a motherfucker tonight my bad guys i i apologize i will reset let me all right the only the only positive redeeming quality I remember of the duels that didn't have to do with like the finishes and like the pageantry of the race and stuff is getting out of school to watch them. Like my dad would pick me up at noon. Now we don't have that because they're at night. But I, they they were great races tonight. Um, twenty twenty three NASCAR champion Ryan Blaney gets involved in a wreck. Uh, Terrible I think I, I I thought that was just unlucky. Kyle was the definition of unlucky. Yeah, Keslowski didn't realize that Byron was going over there, um, and so he was on Bush's bumper. He didn't. I don't think he even saw him really. Uh, and yeah, and Blaney was more pissed than the other guys. Bush Bush took uh, not credit um, responsibility for it, which like mature Kyle Bush is like, great to listen to yeah it's crazy to see how much he's changed and that's brad even said on the radio that he just didn't know that the 24 had come up there and um that's the problem is you cannot see when there's a car in front of you and that's part of you know this racing is they're always doing that but you can't really see so I, in blaney's defense you know i don't think he's necessarily mad at a specific person um, it's hard to tell, but it just when you take a hit like that and you take multiple hits like that over your career, you just kind of get tired of it. Like you just kind of get tired of like taking those hits. So I think it was more just, you know, like, man, I'm, I'm really tired of, you know, and he even said too. he even said, I'm really tired of being right reared. You know, and going in the silver race last year in the cutoff race in the middle of the corner. And it was a worse wreck than the one he had tonight, which is saying a lot. Cause this wreck. You think, did late. you watch his, did you see his in-car camera? Yeah. His head was bouncing around. That was nuts. Absolutely yeah, crazy. It's hard to to watch stuff like that, but that's yeah. As as like some of those drivers, if they're not you know the biggest fan of super speedway racing, and you continue to take you know hits like that, you you will just kind of get fed up of it. And that's like I, you know, we say a lot about Danica Patrick, but she took a couple whopping she took hits, a lot of gnarly hits, ways. And I mean, 
at some point you just kind of get over it you know like you're just kind of tired of of doing that i mean i heard a quote from kevin harvick it was actually on his documentary that played right after the duels and i thought it was really interesting uh he said that getting to walk out of the car you know healthy on your own terms it's uh was was what you dream of it you know so i you know just keep it that in the back of my mind you know talking about this like these guys these guys go through some stuff like mike joy even talked about the shoulder injuries from the, the containment seats and you know in the past with the old seats like rib cage injuries these guys even if they keep racing like like a lot of them they won't say anything they'll just play hurt essentially yeah and that was so, carson macedo did that last year in the uh yeah. in the sprint car um and really he didn't lose his he didn't lose a championship there um it's tough to say that but i mean he powered through a lot there was an interview i did where he was kind of like i don't want to say struggling or put words in his mouth or anything but i was like you can sit down like i'll go get you a chair man like we'll, we'll figure it out we'll frame it different it's fine and he's like such a nice dude that he's like battling to sit against a tire and he's like i'm good i'm good i'll get through it and so it's you know racers are cool people and everyone battles through stuff like that so the thing that we have to remember too is like ryan was uninjured in tonight's wreck but that doesn't mean that he wasn't hurt so like it wasn't anything serious that's what I my guess- football coach said in seventh grade killed but I guarantee, like, he's going to feel it tomorrow. Like, especially, you know, right where the, the straps were, you know, for his seatbelts and stuff like that. Um, like, especially, like, right around your lap, you know, it, you you will feel it tomorrow morning just because of how hard your body. Uh-oh, did we lose Caleb? We lost Caleb or we lost me. I think we lost Caleb. I'm sorry. Oh, My no. laundry machine was about to go off. It made like the warning beep. The warning beep was for Caleb, apparently. Oh, yeah. Here. Yeah. Get out of here, Caleb. Hell yeah. <laughs> he'll, get, he'll get the hint. He'll figure it out. I yeah. Think. Hopefully. One sec. But Elon's Twitter app. I can't. I can't go on Twitter anymore with my phone charging. I tell you about that. Yeah, I I have no no idea. Just it's been like that for like three months now. I thought my internet was down periodically, and I was like, "Oh, this just happens when it's charging." So, um, but yeah, to add on to what Caleb was saying though, before he went into the void, um, he uh, yeah, he's talking about just how how much you feel it the next day after being in an accident and it i mean like i i have buddies that race locally and they i mean hit a he he hit a concrete wall head on at hawkeye downs and he he'd come up to me six months later he's like man my ass hurts still <laughs> like, Dude, like it's, I mean, it's hard i i play like when we go out and play like real semi-pro roller hockey games in a league like roller hockey you're not really supposed to check not really supposed to be that fast. It still gets really scrappy, but like, and we'll play eight games in a weekend. I, I can barely walk for three days. I can't imagine like how hard wrecking any form of motor vehicle would be it's in comparison. Not- it's got, it's going to lap the field with what my stuff is. By 
you know, I can't imagine stuff like that. I, I ran an enduro race one, one time, exactly one time I ran an enduro race and the car died in the middle of a hairpin corner. Every time I went in that corner, I could get it refired and then I'd make it back to the corner and it die. And one of those times when it died, I got clocked from behind and my head just went forward and it, I mean, it, it rung my bell for a second. It was, I, 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 that night, like I was just sitting there on the floor, like, Oh my God, my head hurts. Like it's, it's not fun. So I can't imagine the, being a concrete wall or a safer barrier to the one o'clock angle at Daytona going 200 miles an hour doing. Yeah. I, I mean, and what's crazy too, is like, I remember the first time, sorry, I'm caught up in my cord. Um, I remember the first time that I got like hit when I started racing and I mean, it sounded like horrendous. I mean, it just sounded horrible. And I was like, God, the whole car is going to be messed up. And like, I, I'm, I was so angry because I was like the whole side of my car has got to be just trash based on what I heard. I get out and it's just a little dent. Like, it, I mean, it, it's always like so much worse than, you know, what it necessarily sounds like. But when you're in it too, like it just feels yeah. way worse than what you would sheet, think as well. Sheet metal and race cars makes the worst. They, they all make the same sound when they wreck. Like it's like listening to a car accident. Like they all sound the same. And so it's just that distinctive, just, just tonk that you hear. And it's, yeah, like I remember so somebody hit me in the door one time and i was like oh god and then i got out and it, it was nothing and i was like wow <laughs> yeah and it's i mean it's not fun too i've had one bout where i was getting close to going head on into the concrete wall and i mean i i luckily didn't but i just remember like right before that thought thinking this is not gonna be good <laughs> like you we're, just we're over you, here god talking of talking like around the water cooler like well if my knee wouldn't have given out i'd have gone pro <laughs> Oh yeah, no, and I hope that didn't come off like anything like that because I'm not nearly, I'm not close enough. But uh, did have did have a guy I play against uh, win the AHL fastest skater competition last week. That was pretty cool. Congrats, right. Ethan. Good job, buddy. Uh, no, um, who won the second duel, Caleb? Christopher Bell. Yes, he handed he handed the checkered flag to a 40 year old kid. Uh, that was pretty cool to see. <laughs> Jamie Jamie Little just assumed he was pointing to a child and Fox panned over to see who got the flag and it was just a dad. It looked like Chris Williams. I'll have to post a uh, I'll post a side by side on Friday on Twitter if I can find a find a still picture of it. But Christopher, was, if you see this and you want to give me a checkered flag, I live forty five minutes from Norman just so we're all clear. I mean the guy was wearing a bell shirt, so at least you got that going for you. God, Noah, I need to get you in on the Cannon Macintosh Thomas Bezerol rivalry. That's a dirt reference. If you yeah. get it, if you get it, guys, if we could get Noah on Cannon Macintosh's side, he's from Oklahoma. Thomas Bezerol is not. So bad guy okay. for you. <laughs> oh, man. I want nothing more than that. Nothing more. Yeah. I, um, I remember two race car drivers from Oklahoma purely because of NASCAR, Christopher Bell, and then Bixby's own Tanner Berryhill. Which is the most meaning yeah, I can say right yeah, now. Yeah, fantastic. His yeah. Uh, his family is big into why the Chili Bowl is a thing and stuff like that. Oh, fantastic piece on that. So, um, he, dude, he's he's a cool dude. He's a cool cat. Uh, I just racers are racers, man. That's the best part of it. Like anyone can be. Any, someone was stat shaming JJ Yaley tonight, 
and, and people act like they just tweet stats out with no context. And I've, I've done it before for sure. But I know the I know the context of when I tweet it and why I'm doing that. And sometimes it's for fun. Sometimes it's to make people laugh. Sometimes it's to point out something. I, I tweeted out a poor Emily Ryan shot one for 14 last night. And I tweeted her whole stat line out. And she was like, money from the free throw line had like 12 assists. It was crazy. But some people were like, why are you shitting on her? And I think you can spot the difference. But this dude, and I don't want to, I didn't want to beef tonight. I was very much over it. I, I'm excited NASCAR's back. But he's like, yeah, in, JJ Yaley has failed to qualify uh, for the Daytona 500 in his last three attempts in a row. And it's like, this guy has won everything there is to win in USAC. He's a storied driver, tried to make it big his whole career, still doing that. And he drove he for the shafted. most. He drove Early for the career. second most unprepared team I've ever seen in my life, behind Floyd Mayweather's squad. He did say that that car was Hendrick repaired. So they showed up to the track forty-eight hours after everybody else. And yeah, what was the other thing? What was when the he, other? Thing? I, they were something else. Yaley's a guy who never got a fair shake. He was in the Gibbs car that was completely underfunded compared to his teammates because of the budget from interstate batteries and then got sent to the satellite team that was, you know, in its third year of existence and had not really seen above the top 25 in points. And then after that, it was just starting park and mid, you know, low to mid tier Xfinity rides for the next, you know, decade. And so JJ Yaley's a wheel man. He's given some of those teams some of their best runs ever. He gave and tonight. I know we're driver. I know we're a bit out of order. Uh, someday we might try to do everything in order. I don't. I just like talking about stories. I, that makes more sense to me, especially if they come out naturally. Uh, but. He tried his ass off to keep Jimmy Johnson out of that race in the most respectful way possible. He tried to literally take Jimmy Johnson out of the race at some point. (laughs) What do you want him? What do you like? I was arguing with my dad about this. I'm like, what do you want him to do? (laughs) I don't blame him. I'm like, he didn't wreck him. He did everything but wreck him. That's no, exactly I think he, what I would ask. I, I feel like the thought was going through his head at one point, and <laughs> he, he said, "Man, so he not. he's got he's got too much." I think he's got too much respect, and I'm so I wreck agree. Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, like neither of them wrecked. It was a fucking epic finish. And God, if you hate cuss words, I'll get you next episode. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna okay. hate it if I have to make a clip out of this. I'm gonna beat you with a Bible now, Connor. <laughs> Sounds par for the course for Oklahoma. <laughs> so that's a joke. Someone out there's really pissed off. <laughs> you get the no, Oklahoma but, pass. It's okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh man. Um. Caleb, first dual winner, Tyler Reddick. Thank you. I I'll get there some. You're on it tonight, Caleb. Wow. Yeah, thank dude, Caleb, really quick. And you cut it out of the podcast, so it looked like I just thought of it myself. That's nuts, man. Seamless transition. Uh, but no, uh, Tyler Reddick ends up winning it. Um, Hendrick had the spots up front. I think they got separated. I wanted to kind of talk about Fox's cameras tonight. 
in their direction. And I, it's got to be a hard job. I'm not trying to say it's easy, but I, I don't know what they were thinking. The wreck in the first duel, they cut away from it to show cars pitting. Then when they show the replay, they have no footage of the cars actually almost wrecking. It, it kind of just went to the cutaway point where they cut away from it. After that, or I should say before that, this score graphic, I'm looking at it like the open cars just say first, second, and third with them. And there's nothing else. Just that's where they qualified in the order they qualified. And like absolutely no explanation from it, at least from when the race started. I got home pretty late to my parents to watch it. But I'm just like, can we educate the fans and like show all the action, not cut away from stuff? They just... Anytime they need the Daytona 500 qualifying format explained, I think that they should just call me and I will explain it. We were having this discussion, me and Caleb and Josh, during the Dude, broadcast. I thought I was, I thought I was at my first Kings Royal again, trying to figure out why the car that qualifies 36th gets the most advantageous spot in heat racing. We we had a we had a ten minute conversation. It should, it, about, should not be, it should not be that hard. If you're in on time, your result in the duel shouldn't matter. It should be down to the other two. Whoever finishes first, flat out, that's it. That's what that's the way I think it should be. Every year, I go through the same thing where it's like, okay, one guy gets in on time, and then you go into the duel, and if there's two people left, um, whoever finishes higher is in. Split up, the guy, split up the four cards that don't make it. They start yeah, it in the back be, row. They start side by be. side in the back row of each duel. But not, not even that. Like, I think you should start the duel theoretically. Start them like row. Fuck it. Now let's do lay model fans. Gatorade duel inverts. Get behind me, lay model. I will fans. always hold you. I got your back. Sorry. But I do. I think it's just silly that it's like, well, Connor, Noah, and Caleb all aren't locked into the race. If Connor, if Connor beats Noah, then Connor's well, in. But if Noah beats Caleb and Connor, then Connor's out. Like it's it just is so convoluted. If F one fans can tweet at me about Max Verstappen's iRacing win as if that's a, a series outside of formula one that he went and raced, then my three world of outlaws championships should count for something. Oh dear God. Also, how many world of outlaws championships does Max Verstappen have on the PS five? Some people, if I'm ever me. racing both of you to get into the Daytona 500, I love you both. I will send you into the pylon. <laughs> you catch up with me to do that. So, Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll have to have a couple more of those this year. I'll, I'll bring the PS five out to anything we do camping parties at. We're going to have a couple of them. Um, I'm not sure how long uh, we'll be able to uh, for the Iowa cup weekend, but IndyCar, Knoxville national stuff like that. We'll have, we'll have stuff like that. Um, I've wanted to organize that things like along those lines for a while now. So we'll, we'll get it done this year. Um, no, so we had Fox. We had Jimmy Johnson gets into the 500 uh, over J.J. Yaley, obviously. That's pretty pretty damn big. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, because I don't know for sure, and this is me being unorganized, why did Toyota send their cars to qualifying in race trim? Because they probably... Was it because there wasn't practice? Because there wasn't practice. 
Okay. They could because they, they could fix the car. They could set the car up however they wanted today, right? You, you it's the cars are impounded after qualifying. And so putting oh. them in race trim gives you the best chance to improve your starting position in I the see. duel. And they're impounded after the duels and everything, I'm pretty sure too, because of the lack of practice. I could be wrong. That could be misinformation. But I, I don't think they are. There's people working in the garage tonight. Okay. But there's they, a lot of backup they, cars that need to get prepared. I was yeah, shocked that only true. five cars went out of that race during that rack. Next gen cars rigid, man, for better or worse. But um no, and as far as Fox goes, just yeah, I mean, this is what I've come to expect from them at this point, and so I'm not surprised. I see I'm at the point where there's just complete apathy about it, where I'm just like, well, this is just another day at the office, and to think that they want uh, the IndyCar broadcast rights. I saw that article today from Marshall. Oh, we didn't have to bring that up. Yeah, well, we were talking about Fox. We had to talk about. Apathy. Look, I don't like shitting on people. I don't. It's it's not fun to do someone out there's like i work really fucking hard at my job why the hell are you yelling about me it's not an easy job i can assure you guys of that i've, I've met camera people before shout out to jt it taught me about you know what they do and what goes into it fox's inability or the producer's inability to direct cameras to the action is so like unbelievably not not even close to average it's terrible they just, I, it's multiple times right i was accused of being fake news because fox missed a car flipping i was about oh. to bring that up i'm so that that was the first thing in my head like it's gone on for too long it doesn't get better why do we still miss stuff why well, in so 2024 like, I, we're still missing stuff my thing too is on top of all of that you have and i get it it's across all the sports but we've used the same crappy cartoon graphics now for four oh, years get rid of the f of those whoever you paid to commission those whatever contract he signed i would like it null and void harrison cool. burden looks like et please stop it Oh my god. I don't know, man. 2022, 2023, whichever one it was that Villeneuve made. Call him Jack Villeneuve. They they had him looking right. I want somebody to draw me like that. But so like so the thing is too, so like they and I'll sure I'm sure they'll do it this weekend yet too, like before the Daytona five hundred, but they go through their like silly season deal where they have like the cork board and they draw the you know red yarn and they go through and explain, you know, where everybody went and blah blah blah. Cool. Except for that's the third year in a row now that they've done that exact segment. Like change change it. Make new oh, content. No, that, I, I don't care. No, that's fine. I, no one noticed. No, I guarantee no one remembered because I don't even know what you're talking about. That's fine. That's fine. Please just get the cameras on the. So we're okay. We're okay that just every year we just get the same segments with just different. Fix names. the content first, and we can talk about the the uh, the production. Oh, I'm no, I'm the opposite. I want you get replays, get cameras on everything, get better audio from your drivers. I know that one's probably really tough. That's a tough act. That's our number three. Okay. If we're talking about our list, right I'm just here. Saying from, from the top down, it just, if, if there's cars zigzagging, 
and 19 of them are going to the trioval and four of them are coming to pit road and three of them on the other side going to the trioval are loose why the fuck are we going to pit road doesn't make any sense and then we don't have any other camera in the facility on the guys in the trioval it's i'm just sitting there like what in the world what are we doing it's because I, I don't hate their segments. I don't hate their content. I, I'm a big uh, gridwalk guy. I think it's funny. Like I don't Walter. hate. Yeah, I don't hate the stuff they do before and after the race. That Kevin Harvick show is cool. The NASCAR Race Hub is a, a beacon of success. It's fantastic. I know there's been moments they've had where just rough episodes, but. Aside from like two or three that I can remember, they've been like, we have rough episodes. It happens. Oh, what are we on? 165. We have like 160 bad ones. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, man, just please show the action. Get get more cameras on the track. I don't know. Not not even more. I don't want you to go out and buy more cameras. Just figure it out. That's all I want. Just please. I'm, I'm begging Please. But uh, uh Amen. Daytona well, preview. I thought I, thought I was no, gonna was, say no, no, you're good. Um yeah. I'm, I'm excited for the rest of the weekend. A lot of uh question marks. I'm pissed that Brett Moffat is not racing. I'm pissed that Landon Castle isn't in a top Xfinity ride going for the championship again. Um other than that, uh, there's a lot of opportunity for people. I also think Marco Andretti might win the Arca race. Dude, uh, 50 cars, man. It is gonna be it's gonna be fun. Arca's so back. <laughs> oh, I, th- I thought you said something else. It'd be funny if I didn't hear Noah say that four other times today. What well, dude, they're they're so back. What else am I supposed to say that they're not? I do are. wish, I do wish, and this is a niche opinion. I don't know why I'm putting it out on the podcast i probably shouldn't but but i i wish they'd invest in arca more and the trucks and xfinity than trying to start an electric series no that's fair actually you know what i've watched formula e there's nothing there's nothing to it that is different than other asphalt open one or open wheel racing uh it kicks formula one's ass that's for damn sure even with the gimmicks it has and i i try not to use that word that's a bad word we've we've done really good the last couple episodes of me like, not saying gimmicks this, or me not shitting this on forward progression and now like i type in the timestamp of like 36 minutes daytona preview and now we're talking about electric cars <laughs> yeah. invest in arca that's all i'm saying greg van Oss <laughs> lost money winning the arca daytona race how the hell does that come <laughs> on how are, it's, it's, it's developmental series. Has been all messed up this episode it's a developmental series. I mean, we're everywhere. Yeah, I don't know how the hell you're going to title this, but go for it. it. It's going to be, yeah. The last couple have been good, but this one is going to be hard. Well, there, yeah, there's been less going on. Tonight It'll was, I fine. mean, talk about delivering everywhere aside from the broadcast. <laughs> God, that's ironic. The weather forecast for Sunday looks terrible, uh, but it sure does. Like, that was two of the more entertaining duels back to back in like Na- NASCAR's back. This was great. Keep the clash outside of Daytona. We don't need it. I like the duels. I liked what they did tonight. Make sure you have the open cars racing against one another. 
Um, yeah, that that's my takeaways, I think. The people that were trying to drop back in the field tonight were idiots. One of I them could not won the damn thing. Oh, no, I mean, I'm just like, there's people that were like, oh, he doesn't want you to drop to the back of the field. And it's like, all, all you got to do is move to the outside line and take your foot off the gas. And then I why are you, why are you driving comment. within 10 seconds of the field if you're going to drop back anyway? When, it when no McDowell was saying he wanted to drop out and, Cendric, and yeah. they were like, yeah, Cendric said no. I was like, there's a whole outside lane. He just, just, just moved the wheel a little bit and... You're no longer you're no longer there. Austin Cendrick is Michael McDowell's dad. He calls the shots. Oh man. Yeah. Um so Daytona picks. Uh do we want to do all three think, do all four series? Do... Oh, you guys you guys go for oh we can do all we can do all three, but you guys go first. What I think what we should do is start doing like actually making picks in our group chat and then we can post it to social media too. But yeah, I like that. I mean, we could still do all my picks aren't going to change. We can still do that, but let's do um, our first Caleb. You go first. Oh man, dude. I haven't even looked at the list close enough. Like I glanced over it. So I, that's really hard. Who was in it? I like <laughs> yeah, we've seen we've seen Hartman. Can I pick Bobby Gerhart? Like is can I just go with Where, Gerhart? Where's Bobby Gerhart when you need him? Where is Bobby? I'll never um, forget yeah. that time that he qualified the sixty car or the, the sixty car, the ninety nine car at Pocono for Carl Edwards in two thousand five. Okay. Rain man. <laughs> uh who are you picking for Arca then? Oh god, you know what? I'm go I'm going to do Time it. out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Okay, so we've talked about this. We can do a season-long picks competition, but we're yeah. going to think of a punishment, and we have to all pick every race. Yeah. So then we have to make sure that all the picks, there's half asphalt, half or half pavement, half dirt. And then we need to figure out who's doing the punishment and how we're going to do it, and then we'll figure out how to stream it. Also, big news. I think we'll be able to stream starting tomorrow. Well, which is good. only a concern for me because Caleb has to bleep out half the shit I say. Like that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't bleep that out. I, I always hate like the bleeps on podcasts. It's like it's louder than the actual like cuss word. It's it's more offensive to my ears. Yeah. Yeah. It, no, it absolutely is. I also my lighting hasn't changed at all, but my the left side of my face is way wider than it was before, and I'm very worried. Yeah, that happens. Um, all right, Arca. Well, SPF. Yeah, Arca. Um, I'm gonna do it. I I can think we, Marco Andretti is gonna shock some people. Uh, well, okay. Are we? Can we pick the same people? See, I think if we're think gonna so. do. I don't think, I think this so. is gonna, Arca can't be part of the competition, but yeah, I mean, what, yeah. The, what the hell? No. You're just gonna you're just gonna disrespect Arca like that, knowing what We're Charlie just, Crow has done for your bitch. My God, get answer that's the damn bleep. question. <laughs> just answer the fucking question. Oh, that's a bleep for Caleb. Like I'd we are here, forty-two minutes in. Answer the question. We're, yeah, Marco Andretti. All, All right, that. Caleb. Just Dude, I listen to four-hour podcasts like it's my job. It is. 
Now you guys know I'm screwed up in the head. Had to ramp all that up just to be like, oh yeah, what that guy said. <laughs> no analysis. I just think he's got a fast car, and I, I think that he's an experienced race car driver, even if he doesn't have the you know the quote unquote stock car experience. He's driven IndyCar. He's driven SRX. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, he's a hell of a wheel man. I'd love to see it. I happen. can't wait. I'm gonna go with Andre Perez. Yeah, that's what I figured you were gonna. Do. That's what I figured you were gonna do. Got a good feeling. Yeah. Okay. Vibe truck series. Let's like do it. it. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at practice speeds right now. All right. Oh, easy. Ty Dillon. I'll take yeah. Lane Riggs. We've had like three of these guys on our damn show, and I didn't pick any of them. I gotta look at the. I would like half. Yeah. I would like half credit for Stuart Friesen and Grant Enfinger. Oh, okay. I don't think that's how this works. It does now. (laughs) Who was was up at the top of the practice charts? Uh, Johnny Sauter was fastest, and it's Tanner Gray, Ty Dillon, Daniel Dye. My phone turned sideways on me. Christian Eckes, uh, Matt Mills, Dean Thompson, Lawless Allen, Bailey Curry. I I could go with Eckes. I could see Eckes getting it done. Yeah, I I think I just think front row has been fast at Daytona. They bring good super speedway equipment. We all saw that with Moffat, and they're, they they brought their auxiliary truck out and just won the race be, just because they can. And yeah, well, Brett, Brett knows how to put the gas pedal. Brett knows how to put the gas pedal the floor. I, 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 could, I think Lane Riggs is a hell of a race car driver. I could see him getting it done. Yeah. So Xfinity now. And I already said uh, if Natalie Decker wins the race on Saturday, I'll drink half a bottle of Rumpel on the pod. So... Uh, that's not my pick. Don't say that again. I I have good feeling about a rookie in Xfinity getting it done at Daytona. And that's going to be Jesse Love. Okay. I like that pick. I like that pick. I don't, I don't know what to think of him on a super speedway. That's the one thing I would, but he's everywhere he's gone. He's won. Um, You know, that's how he got to where he is. That's how he got in the ride he's in. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate that pick at all. I think AJ Allmendinger finally gets it done. I think he finally closes the deal on a Daytona win. He's been close. He's been fast at super speedways. He's a great super speedway racer. It, it'll be AJ Allmendinger or Austin Hill at the end of the race. God, yeah. I'm gonna be the guy that doesn't pick Austin Hill. Yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like I left that on the table for you. Also, Dark Horse Parker Kligerman. That's what. That's what I mean. Like, and we'll just we'll breeze through Marco Andretti for this one. We'll both take him. We we gotta figure out in the future if we're gonna have the same picks or different. I think we're allowed to have the same picks if we're gonna make it a competitive thing. I think we're allowed yeah. to have the same picks. And, and I'm looking at this entry list, and BJ McLeod is screaming my name. I'll tell you that. Um, also, oh, we should talk about that actually. Frankie Munez is in the race, yeah. Well, he's got to qualify, I think, still, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think his owner points are not great, yeah. Right. And this is a this is a died down Xfinity field. Names, names are going to be made this year. That's my prediction. Um, god, if Brett Moffat was in this race, I'd be putting a hundred bucks in it. I don't see an elite plate racer. Really? I don't know what. What? 
Really? You don't see an elite plate racer at all? Um, you. I mean, call me on my shit, but I, aside from Austin Hill. I'd yeah, like, I was going to say, my, like, Austin Hill right No, there. I wasn't trying to do that. We just talked about Austin Hill, so I figured that was a given. Outside of him, it's like Ryan Sieg might be the next best guy. Allgaier's still there. Allgaier's a good plate racer. Good, not elite. Yes, at 73 years old, Allgaier's still in the experience. <laughs> That's insulting to his wife, and I expect her to tweet about our podcast tomorrow. I hope you get added, actually, Caleb. For the record. Can you clip this and tag his wife? Because I love her tweets. I would react the same exact way if my husband was getting dragged, like Justin Allgaier does unfairly half the time. She she makes me laugh with just about 95% of them. There's like one where it's like bad. I have like 17 out of 20 that are just terrible tweets when I send them. So she's got me beat by a long shot. Um, I will yeah, go really better on that one. Right. I will go. I, I don't want to take the easy, the easy route. I'll take Sammy Smith since he's uh, I would need Sammy it. Smith. All right. And, you don't want to take the easy route. You're just going to take the biased route. I, I, I got you. Let's biased. go pilot flying day. Yeah, we're, we're a team pilot flying J racing organization over here. Have they have beautiful race cars. Every, every, so nearly every car they sponsor is gorgeous. Recap, I can get behind recap, it. Uh, Connor's truck pick is I wish Brett Moffitt. His ARCA pick or his Xfinity pick is I wish Brett Moffitt. Um, yeah, Brett would win both these races if he was in them. Shoot me. Jesus. Landon Castle would win both these races if he was in them. All right. Cut pick. Cut pick. Oh, I could pick Stenhouse. I don't want to pick Blaney. He's in a backup car. I My plate racing list hasn't changed, by the way. Like two yeah. or three years. I just haven't had... No one stuck out to me. And they, what you do in the duels doesn't really stick out to me either because I think half the people are actually trying to stay out of trouble more so than anything. I think yeah. NASCAR tells them not to drop back by 60 seconds because that dilutes the product in our sport. Um, that's a theory. That's a tinfoil hat thing. Don't take it seriously. Um, I'd rather you guys go first so I can think about it a little more. William Byron. <laughs> William yeah, Byron. Byron. I'm pretty sure yeah. he's a backup car. He's a backup car guy. Um, okay. What do you know about his backup car? You're telling me that these teams don't roll out a, a, a second car it's, at this point. It's a little they... more difficult these days with the next gen and everything, I would say. Um, I am going to pick Bubba Wallace. I like that pick. I like I that really pick. Like that I pick. thought about it coming down to it in the last couple laps, and I don't know if Bubba is – quite there he's almost done it twice almost he's no 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 no. he's been there as much as ryan blaney has and i yeah he and blaney are two of the best restrictive plate racers they're both in my top five easy i'm not saying that he's not a good one i'm just saying when it comes no you you said he couldn't come down to it in the clutch at one of the races it was going to start to rain soon there's not a more clutch moment than like hey you could just have your car fall out from under you at any time and you're going to your car could fly away like a guaranteed right i'm saying that when it comes down to two to go one to go if he's in the catbird seat 
the thought of a Daytona 500 win is going to get in his head and he won't be able to perfect what he needs to pull off the win. Now, in a couple years time, I would feel more confident about that. I think he's getting to that point. Oh, fuck it. You convinced me. I'll take Bubba. I've thought about this because literally the first person as I was looking at the list, the first person that came to my mind was Bubba Wallace. But I just feel that there's more likely to be a Denny, a Blaney, I about Denny behind him that is going to be able to outmove him in in this point of his career. I, so this is what has screwed me on my Daytona picks. So for three or four years, it was before we were even doing the betting videos every race. And if you guys want those back, I, I did a betting preview before every NASCAR sanctioned event that was on all the big sports books. Um, we'd probably do one through DRF because uh, they're with Cyclone Fanatic and or they're with Iowa everywhere. Um, I would bring them back if, if people wanted that. The pressure of like having good picks kind of sucks. I never guarantee that. Uh, I was pretty, pretty damn good one year and pretty shitty the last year we did it. Uh, but for three years, I would take six to nine drivers for the 500. And the first year I didn't do it was last year. And it was the same six to nine guys. Stenhouse was in it. I would have absolutely made my money back had I done it last year and kept the strategy going and I just abandoned it. So, um, no, it's Blaney, it's Bubba, it's Stenhouse, it's Austin Dillon, it's Denny Hamlin. One of these is not like the other. (laughs) To an extent. Um, I will say, though, statistic I saw during the broadcast that surprised me a little bit in regard to Bubba. 29 Super Speedway starts, only five top tens, because I feel like every plate race the last five or six years, he's been there at the end. Yeah, you wreck. And, and, yeah, yeah, like, he, like you wreck and, you know, whole field hits the flag stand or whatever you want to call it. But It's like the people that call Michael McDowell a great road course racer. This was before he got his road course win, by the way. He had like one career top five. And he was a great road course racer. I couldn't figure it out. It was after he won Daytona. It changes your career. It changes the trajectory of everything. So, Hey, Caleb, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, was it Caleb doing it? No, no. (laughs) You have to, you have to explain to the people what they aren't getting because I'm not getting it either. I'm in agreement. Agreement, I should say. Right. And I was not. And that's the way. You guys give a fight is... about this? We have had many a discussion about whether McDowell could be considered like a road course rigger for Hold over on. the years. <laughs> All right, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness um, dude literally has like experience with that <laughs> you what also you have you also have road course experience are you now, a road a road now. Course? yeah you're yeah, goddamn okay. right you're goddamn okay. right i am 
No, just because you have experience doesn't like mean the hollow ground for the Hawkeye Downs Enduro Road Course. Yes, I just am a because you win player. one road course it's race it's and you have a couple car. top tens doesn't mean you're a road course ringer. Doesn't mean that you're just some legend at it. Yeah, I am no. actually. That Dodge Shadow, that was a legendary run. My Lin Sanity run for three laps was incredible. What are you talking about now? <laughs> All right, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> that was good. Um, now, actually, go in the comments on YouTube and let us know if you think Michael McDowell is should be considered a road course ringer. He is now. He won a fucking road course race. Just because you win a road course race. Yeah, he put me right six years later. Yeah, Thank so you, Michael. Praise I'm Jesus. not shitting. I don't want to shit on no. him. He's a good road course racer. I'm not He's not elite. Said, like, overrated. I never said he was elite, but I said he was a good road course racer. Right. Nobody's out here. Out. Nobody's out here fighting to the death over John King He's, being a super speedway legend. Yeah. So, like, John, you put some respect on John King's name right now. You guys missed, but we got to start recording our like pre-show talk because Caleb massively disrespected Gravedigger. I, I mean, I, I, I about kicked him off the show from the start. Like his internet, I did us. not. Thank God, because we don't have to hear any more Gravedigger slander. It was okay. it was going to be the end of Caleb's unpaid internship. All right, all right. Just check out Carl Auto Group. Do that, thank please. Thank, thank you for, you for following. Along. Appreciate yeah. you. Yeah.